So I want to I want to start tonight's uh, broadcast with something completely different. Not Trump, not Bernie, nothing nothing to do with politics. It should have to do with politics, but unfortunately it doesn't. Because as you know, and remember, this is a super chat. We're trying to grow the GoFundMe. We're trying to grow uh, our, our membership. You could become a member. It's right there in the description box, and Jen will put it in there. Uh, I think we're up to 40, 40 paid members. We want to grow that to 100 by the end of the year. So I'll remind you throughout the broadcast, $5 a month or $10 a month. We hope you could find it in your budget to support real independent media. And I think this story that I did today is an example of what we would like to do in the field. So if... For those of you that watched me at the Young Turks, obviously you know I went to Flint quite a bit. I also went to East Chicago, Indiana, uh, which has a major, major lead contamination problem. But I also went uh, to the Cape Fear uh, area in Wilmington, North Carolina. Cape Fear uh, and Wilmington is kind of the southeast corner of North Carolina. And the Cape Fear River runs from Fayetteville, North Carolina, all the way into Wilmington. It, if the drink, it's the drinking water for many, many counties in North Carolina. And in Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, if you're from North Carolina, chime in in the live chat because this is important to you. But this isn't going to be important. This should be important to all of you because this kind of stuff that I'm about to report to you is happening everywhere. So, and I'm going to get to the DNC election fraud lawsuit update, but I want to start with this water contamination story. So, hold on. My apologies, Jordan. My Aussie friend watching next to me said Gold Coast is Australia, not Africa. I'm thinking Ivory Coast. He's probably right. I said Gold Coast. I thought it was California. I think California is gold something. Oh, oh no, it's the Golden State. It's the Golden State. I, I stand corrected. So, DuPont, DuPont, which is a criminal, criminal, chemical contamination polluting machine, DuPont, uh, had spun off into a subsidiary company called Chemours. Chemours. And DuPont slash Chemours had a factory in Fayetteville for many, many years in North Carolina. And in that factory, they uh, manufactured Teflon, obviously, you know, the nonstick cookware, in addition to other products like Teflon. And during, during that manufacturing of Teflon, they had they use certain chemicals to make Teflon. One of those chemicals is called Gen X, not Gen X like the cool kids. It's just called Gen X. Now, and tell me, tell me, uh, you know, in the live chat, if you need me to re-explain anything, because it is complicated. And Gulamayer La Scutter, I just moved to North Carolina, so I'm eager to hear this Cape Fear River news. I'm here to report it. So Gen X is a very, very dangerous chemical. It's very similar to something called C8. C8 is a PFOA. They're finding PFOAs in water all over the country, including already contaminated uh, Michigan. And PFOAs are, I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's called porphenactic, porphenactic um, acids. And they cause cancer, they cause autoimmune, is, autoimmune issues, reproductive issues for women, a whole lot of other things. So Basically, during the manufacturing of Teflon in this factory in Fayetteville for decades, we're talking about dating back to the 1980s. During the manufacturing of that, they were dumping this waste byproduct into the Cape Fear River. The Cape Fear River serves drinking water to, when I was there two years ago, about half a million people. So you're talking about the drinking water of half a million people. Half a million people. 
So Flint, for example, when the water was switched, that was 100,000 people. You're talking half a million people in this region in North Carolina. Again, Fayetteville, Fayette, like Fayetteville is here. Uh, Wilmington is down here. So they found out about this only last year. They found out about this only year, last year because like in other situations, the chemical companies knew about this common contamination for many, many years. But they don't willingly report, hey, we're dumping these very, very dangerous chemicals into, into the drinking water. Hey, by the way, it's not only going into the drinking water, it's going into the air, it's going into the ground soil. And, you know, people are going to get cancer and autoimmune issues and all this stuff. So I went down there while I was still at the Young Turks last year. Uh, I went to, uh, you know, a community meeting, a press conference. I interviewed activists on the ground. And it was a very serious situation. And people were very, very worried because, you know, People have health problems and they might not. And now they have to wonder, well, did it come from the drinking water? If you're a parent, have I been feeding? Have I been, you know, giving my kids uh, contaminated drinking water? It's a very serious thing. So this came out, I believe, last summer, 2017, last summer. So what happens? What happens? DuPont has been dumping, dumping these cancer causing contaminants in the Cape Fear River since 1980. Think about 1980. I think MTV was 1981. ESPN was 1979. Like we're talking a long time ago. And now, just now, there is a something called a consent order being snuck in, 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 the, in the dusk of night where DuPont for contaminating the water in North Carolina for 40 years Guess how much they're going to have to pay? Before I show you the story, guess how much DuPont is going to have to pay for contaminating the water, the air, the soil, giving people cancer, autoimmune illnesses, reproductive problems for 40 years? Whoever guesses, I don't know, Jen will think of something to give you. Do, 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 do. 10 million, you're close. Do, 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 do. Not 50. 20 million? No. It's between 10 and 20 million. $12.5 million. Patrick, I'm giving it to you because you're close. Hey, Patrick, by the way, I emailed you yesterday. You should check. $12 million. This company is being made to pay $12 million for contaminating the Cape Fear River. And by the way, if you live in Fayetteville and there's other counties that are affected. So I hope you're paying attention if you live in North Carolina. Here's the story. Go to statuscoup.com if you want to read along with me. Jen, if you could put the link in the live chat if people want to read along with me. Uh, this is my report from, uh, early, I just published it actually. So that's kind of why I was crashing to get this done. As the corporate media continues to fixate on everything, President Donald Trump, Russia, porn stars, and White House theatrics between Chuck, Nancy, and the Donald, the urgent water crisis and corruption at the center of it hides in virtual silence. And North Carolina is emerging as its latest case, victimized by the criminal collusion, you know you love that word, collusion, between corporations and politicians. 
In the summer of 2017, Fayetteville and Wilmington, North Carolina were rocked with revelations that Chemours, a chemical company, spun off from long-time corporate chemical contaminator DuPont, had been dumping dangerous, cancer-causing chemicals into the Cape Fear River dating back to the early 1980s. The chemicals, called Gen X, are a waste byproduct formed during the manufacturing of Teflon and products like it. It was originally created to replace C8, a cancer-causing PFOA, now being found across the country, including an already water-poisoned Michigan. Proof of PFOA's hazards could be found in the Ohio River Valley, where DuPont's reckless dumping caused mass illness, death, and cancer in the Ohio River Valley, leaving the company on the hook for $670 million. That was a settlement last year that DuPont had to pay to the Ohio, to, for, I mean, there were dozens of class action lawsuits. That was the ultimate settlement they had to pay. Pennies on the dollar for a company like DuPont. Gen X has been found to have similar traits to C8, potentially causing cancers, reproductive, and autoimmune issues. At its Fayetteville, North Carolina factory, Kemmers had dumped an estimated 200,000 pounds of Gen X into the Cape Fear River since 1980, flowing down to Wilmington and affecting Brunswick, Pender, New Hanover, and smaller counties in the state. The water contamination only scratches the contamination surface. It's not fully known how bad the damage has been to the air, wildlife, and ground soil. And before I read on, that's a really important point because, you know, when testing, you can, you can kind of, me- you can measure water contamination. As I'm about to show you in the reporting, it's the, ke- it's the chemical companies themselves who are testing the water. And gee, gosh, golly, Jim, they find low levels of contamination. When other people go in and test that aren't the chemical companies that are liable, they find higher levels. But it's a lot harder to quantify and find out what is the damage that is done to the air. What is the damage that is done to the ground soil? What is the damage that's been done to wildlife? I mean, the list goes on and on. So here we go. Forty years of drinking water and environmental contamination DuPont Chemours knew about. Surely executives, company chemists, and politicians who allowed it are going to jail, right? (laughs) In the latest episode of the United Corporations of America, Chemours has entered a consent order with the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality and local environmental group Cape Fear River Watch. They've been slapped with a $12 million fine or as residents put it to status quo, pennies on the dollar. 12 million is nothing to them. Samantha Worrell, a Wilmington resident with two children, uh, I spoke with earlier today. They could afford millions for stock buybacks. They could afford millions for their CEO and other executives. They are a billion dollar company and they should pay far more than that. Residents and local activists gathered Tuesday evening, meaning last night, at a local meeting with state officials to voice their displeasure with Kemmerer's slap on the pinky finger. Quote, they were never going to have to admit any wrongdoing, Kathleen Gallagher, who attended uh, the meeting last night, told me about Kemmerer's not having to admit wrongdoing as part of the consent order agreement. So not only do they only have to pay $12 million, they don't even have to admit that they did anything wrong. Only in the United Corporations of America. 
she went on to say, 12 million is absolutely nothing compared to what they have done down here. Not that it could ever put it back to the way it was with all these chemicals. Gallagher, who is part of an 11,000 member Facebook group, uh, I linked to the group if you want to check it out, dedicated to stopping Gen X contamination and holding chemors accountable, was incredulous that the highly unpopular consent order was released. Get this. It was released at 5 p.m. on Wednesday night, right before Thanksgiving, i.e. a corrupt, foul holiday news dump usually reserved for big evil corporations like Facebook, who just did that right before turkey stuffing and bad dinner table conversation this year. So let's drill that in. Let's drill that in for you, okay? So you got, you have a... DuPont, basically. This is DuPont. It became Chemors. Uh, The bottom line is, they have been dumping in this water body for 40 years. They are getting off the hook at $12 million. And the state, the state, because they know it's wrong, they know it's corrupt, literally on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, when not a soul, there's very few people paying attention, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. This is why you know, news organizations or government officials or corporations that have bad news that they want to, that they don't really want to publicize, but, you know, they have to put, they have to admit to it. So they publicize it on Thanksgiving or the night before Thanksgiving or the night before Christmas, you get the drill. It's basically to sweep it under the rug. They swept this under the rug. And basically they get a $12 million fine. They have to provide water for life to some of the wells they contaminated uh, and that's about it. This is nothing to DuPont. This is nothing to Chemors. Nothing. And it basically tells every other, not only chemical company that manufactures products that release these chemicals into your water. This might be about North Carolina, but this is happening all over the country, folks, where you live. It also tells fossil fuel companies, chemical companies, mining companies, hey, don't worry about it. You know, we'll have to find you so it looks like we actually have a government that represents the people. But you're not going to go to jail or anything for contaminating the water. You're not going to go to jail for contaminating the air. You're not going to go to jail if you kill some animals. You're not even going to go to jail if people die. I mean, when does it end? When does it end? I go on. Uh, None of the affected counties, none of the affected counties were notified of the consent order agreement, which didn't surprise Gallagher. Of course, you have Thanksgiving weekend and then you got the holidays and nobody's interested in talking about bad chemical stuff when you have to go shopping and stuff and all the public comment is due by December 21st. So all of the public comments are due by December 21st, and the majority of people didn't even know about this consent order because they buried the news uh, right before Thanksgiving. So obviously, as she says, obviously they did that for a reason because they don't want people to know about it. So they don't get a lot of public comments, and they could just say, case closed. And by the way, Chemours DuPont has donated to politicians in the local state state legislature in North Carolina. Shocking. In an even more stomach-turning development, this part is, will blow your mind. In an even more stomach-turning development, the lead counsel 
for the mass class action lawsuit against Chemours was granted the ability to hire his own experts to test contamination, contamination levels at Chemours Fayetteville facility. So that's, that's good that the lawyers suing Chemours were granted by a judge to hire their own testers to go test the contamination because, yes, the government is actually relying, they do this routinely, on the chemical companies that are contaminating the water to do the tests and to tell the government what the contamination levels are. That's like asking somebody who burns down a house, hey, we need you, we'd like your consultation on rebuilding this house. But the judge ordered the results to be, well, um, gee golly, Jim, left under seal. No, no, I'm not making it up. A judge is allowing them, is allowing them to hire their own testers, go test, but it can't, the results can't be made public. Like, what the fuck is that? Unbelievable. So who the hell knows if they find extremely high levels, much higher, by the way, than Chemours found, because you're literally asking the company who has contaminated the water. It's like asking an, an organization to investigate itself. It's like asking a government to investigate itself, which, by the way, is what happened in Michigan after the Flint water crisis. So you're asking, you're asking the chemical company to go test the water contamination, to go test the contaminated the ground soil, to test the air, to test whatever is around that factory, and then you grant permission to independent testers to go do it, but then, no, 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 it's going to be kept sealed. You can't release the numbers. Boo fire. It's like asking the cops to investigate themselves. Yep. And Kelly Elaine is right. Like, 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 share, share, share. we got to get this out. Because this is not just about North Carolina, folks. As I always tell you, this shit's happening everywhere. Everywhere. Trust me, I've been to a lot of places and I've covered a lot of water contamination. It's happening everywhere. More. Gallagher responded to me in response to the judge saying it had to be left sealed. She literally screamed into the phone. What? She incredulously told me in response to the judge-ordered secrecy, adding that the lead counsel for the major class action lawsuit told her he'd love to share what the results were, but he's not allowed to, but that it was, quote, very important for you guys to know the results, a.k.a. uh, they're fucking bad. So he's not legally allowed to tell them the results, but he kind of gave a hint, very important for you guys to know the results. I mean, this is like... This is not a democracy. This is a corp- this is corporate capitalism. It, it, it's totalitarianism, frankly. So here you have a multi-billion-dollar corporate conglomerate, conglomerate, carelessly dumping cancer-causing chemicals into major drinking water streams, air, and soil for for for, ugh, for four decades, only to receive the putrid punishment of a twelve million-dollar fine. The ability to continue to operate largely unregulated nationwide, because Gen X, these chemicals, they're not regulated by the EPA. No obligation to pay for affected North Carolina residents' medical bills, past, present, or future. And they get to enjoy their Christmas while millions of everyday people in North Carolina are left to wonder if their health problems could be a result of water they drank or air they breathe. 
And although there doesn't seem to be as there does there doesn't seem to be as many visible health problems as in say Flint, Michigan after the 2014 water switch to the Flint River, health problems are beginning to pop up in increasing numbers across the affected North Carolina counties, including kidney problems, male and female reproductive issues, thyroid deficiencies, disease doctors coin as rare, unusually high cholesterol in children, and other autoimmune illnesses. On the thyroid issue in particular, in, in particular the below incident rate for North Carolina thyroid from 2010 to 2014 map is instructive. And I know it's hard to read. It's the best image I could get. But if you see in the bottom right corner, those red counties, red meaning the highest issues of thyroid problems, that is the path of the Cape Fear River. Those bottom right, that is the path of the Cape Fear River, and that is where you have the most thyroid problems from 2010 to 2014. Do you think that's a coincidence, folks? Now that people are learning more about the decade, decades-long contamination, people are beginning to connect the dots, Gallagher said, as they talk to each other about their health problems that they now suspect came from Gen X. Quote, they should be shut down. Worrell, who I spoke with earlier in the story, told Status Quo, what really pisses me off is knowing that they are about to get another corporate tax break in North Carolina next year. It's dropping to 2.5%. So not just chemors, all corporations, they're lowering the tax, corporate tax rate to 2.5%, down, I believe, from 3%. Our leaders, including the Democratic governor, keep bragging about our state being number one for business. Well, I'm sorry, but a state shouldn't be judged by how well the corporations are doing. It should be judged by how well the people are doing. On that, they have failed us and have allowed us to be poisoned for profit. And I will just read for you. If you want us to go out the field and cover things like this, become a member. Click on Become a Member and look at the options. I don't want to beg, but I'm not beyond begging. This is how we are going to grow our news network. I, I don't mean to brag, folks. This is I, I, very humble. But I was able to do this report in about an hour and a half. It's not because I'm amazing, but when there's a will, there's a way. And fortunately, since I've been out in the country so much... I have a lot of sources in quite a lot of places because there is no corporate media that goes out into these communities and talks to residents. There is no corporate media that goes out into communities, communities and develops relationships with activists. There is no corporate media that goes out into these areas, rolls up their sleeves, and actually finds out what the truth is, not what the corporations tell them is the truth, but actually find out what the truth is by talking to affected residents, by, dare I say, doing some research, and by talking to activists. That is how you find truth. Straight up, we do not have the necessary funding at this moment to go out to communities like this and do the reporting that I think needs to be done. Can me going down to North Carolina or me going down to other areas stop water contamination from happening? I'm not God. I'm not going to make promises I can't keep. But I can tell you one thing. It has been shown, and I hope you've seen it before, when I, when myself, when other journalists on the ground, when Jen, when status quo, does go cover things, it does put more attention on these stories. It does 
demand answers from politicians. It does demand answers from corporations. And sometimes, once in a blue moon, once in a blue moon, change does happen. But change isn't going to happen if there are no journalists on the ground to cover these things, if there are no journalists on the ground to, to demand action. It's just not going to happen. So if you got, if you have five bucks a month, if you have 10 bucks a month, those are the two levels for membership. I really hope you'll contribute. I really hope you'll consider becoming a member. It's that important. And I know there's other organizations out there that I'm sure you contribute to. And I know there's other organizations out there that want you to become members and ask you to be whatever. And they tell you they're going to do a lot of things. I don't tell you what I'm going to do. I show you what I'm going to do. Because we've done it already. We have been out in the field already. So Jen just redid the member page. You could join at $5 a month and be a status slayer. Or you could join at $10 a month and become a coup de champion. Go to statuscoup.com, click on become a member. And by the way, this Sunday, I'm doing my marathon live stream starting at noon Eastern. Directly after that marathon live stream, we're going to be doing a special uh, private call with the $10 lever, our $10 level members, as well as patrons. So I hope... Uh, you know, obviously, if you can't do $10 a month, that's no problem. Just letting you know for for those that are $10 a month members, uh, you're going to be invited to uh, a monthly our, our call. Uh, it's a private call via, what is it, Zoom. And, uh, oh, boy, that call is always fun. And if you, think I, if you think I'm TMI on YouTube, you wait for that behind the scenes. Uh, it, Jen doesn't like it, but I don't hold a lot back. So you'll know quite a lot that you don't know now. I keep it real, folks. So again, I'll be live noon Eastern for the Sunday Super Chat Marathon. And then right after, we'll be doing the uh, private call via Zoom, which you'll get an invite to if you're a $10 a month member or a patron. Uh, as I've told you, if you're already a Patreon, you don't have to do anything. Stay a patron. If you're not a Patreon already, we do prefer people to sign up as members through our site. The only reason is, frankly, we don't want to rely on Patreon because in you know, who knows? In three years, Patreon could be out of business. In three years, Patreon could become evil. We don't know. So, um, Mike S., I'm a $2 patron, but I'll become a member after the holidays. Mike S., I will bow down to you. Thank you so much. Uh, Antonio Danzio, how do the members sign up for Sunday's call? If you're, if you're a $10 member, you're going to get an invite from Jen. Do you know that Jennifer, you know how much Jennifer does behind the scenes? I don't even know what she's doing behind the scenes, but she does a lot. So if, if you're a member, you're going to get an invite from Jen. As she says right there, you'll get a link via email. And you know what? I have a lot to share. I have a lot to share this Sunday. And I'm going to be super tired because I'm probably going to go live for like four or five hours during my marathon. And I'm always very tired after that. So I might spill some things I shouldn't spill. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And by the way, Denise Columbia, thank you for the $5 in the super chat. I love you guys. Already a member and already on the GoFundMe. Maybe after Xmas, I could afford more. Thank you. Make sure you spend your money first on your friends and family. Uh, okay. So I hope, uh, once again, go to statuscoup.com if you want to read that story. But the bottom line is this. In this country, thank you, Kelly, $10 in the super chat. In this country, you could contaminate water. You could contaminate air. You could contaminate wildlife as much as you want and you'll get a 12 million dollars to a company like dupont is essentially like a fart in the air that's the truth 
It's a fart in the air. It means nothing to them. It's literally like just an expense on the balance sheet that they factor in. But there is no price on your children's health. There is no price on your air. There's no price for your water. Well, there is, but you get, you get what I'm saying? So I would be scared if I just found out that where I live, they've been dumping a cancer-causing chemical in the water that I've been drinking from, basically from, since before I was born. Ang- Angie Grace, Jordan, it's funny you irritate the shit out of me, but I like you. Hey, that's fine too. I'm not, every, I'm not everybody's favorite flavor, but as long as you're drinking, right? Bada-bing. So, you know, it, it, it's just maddening. And it's not going to change. It's not going to change if we don't start shaming the politicians that are allowing this to happen. Because as I wrote in the story, the corruption part is these, these, these companies are simply just paying off the politicians, the state legislature, the local legislature, and the federal legislature. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. They are paid off, all of them, and they don't care if your children are, have high cholesterol, and they don't care if you, if you get thyroid issues because of your water. Uh, they do not care if you have cancer. They don't care if you have autoimmune issues. They don't care if your kidneys rot. They don't give a flying fuck. And I would argue the governor of North, uh, North Carolina doesn't care either. Why the hell would he be allowing this company to get off with a $12 million fine? My guess, we need to take a cue from France. I just reported on the yellow, uh, yellow vest movement yesterday. And a correction, I called it uh, pounds. Uh, I got confused. France, uh, France uses the euro. Lobster theorist. Oh, I love that name. Lobster theorist. There's a war on Xmas. Hey, have you been talking to Bill, o- Bill O'Reilly? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So definitely check that out at statuscoup.com uh, if you haven't. And please, please, please try to make it a habit to go back. Go to statuscoup.com uh, every day because we're uploading videos there. We're going to be uploading original reporting, uh, our member content. If you're a member, our, we post our... Um, Content exclusively for members, right there. Kelly Elaine says the thyroid gland regulates most organs. Incredibly important. Absolutely. And if you've followed uh, our Flint reporting, one of the residents in Flint that we uh, recently found that they had illegally tested the water at her home, she now has thyroid cancer. And she was drinking that water because they illegally tested her water and they told her, your water's fine. When I say illegally tested, if you haven't been following, we found that they flushed residents' water lines. They ran the water before testing in as many as 35 homes. At least 35 homes. We found it in. And that was one of them. She now has thyroid cancer. So, moving on. You know, I know many people will be like, Jordan, you're going to talk about neurotandin two days in a row? Two days in a row? And Jen, we didn't talk about this, so you got to tell me if they got back to you. I don't think they did. So, Neera Tandon, uh, I rarely talk about her, but I talked about her yesterday. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, 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 do, I do delight. I do delight in going after Neera Tandon. I can't lie. I do, I do delight. So, Neera Tandon is the president of the Center of American Progress. 
She basically lived and breathed uh, through Hillary Clinton for the last 20 years. She's basically a Republican, yet the word progress is in the title of the Center for American Progress. She claims to be some guardian of the progressive galaxy, yet her organization takes money from Saudi Arabia. Uh, her organization is against Medicare for all. Her organization is not against fracking. Her organization is not against uh, tax cuts for corporations. Her organization is Republican. Her organization might as well be Republican. Period. And, you know, she went after Bernie hardcore uh, in 2016. She basically was working alongside um, David Brock and his paid Correct the Record tools. Uh, she was very active. If you follow the WikiLeaks, you know, those criminal Russians over at WikiLeaks, uh, those leaks. She, I remember one time, because I was going through WikiLeaks every day when I was at the Young Turks and tweeting like a madman. I remember, I think she called Bill de Blasio a terrorist because he didn't endorse Hillary right away. <laughs> I mean, she's just awful. She's awful. She's not progressive. She's not even centrist. She's Republican. So yesterday I, I reported because now she's all pissed off and going after people, journalists in particular, who dare, dare point out that near um, Beto O'Rourke, his record and the money he takes doesn't exactly match his progressive rhetoric. She considers that an attack. Why? Because the Center for American Progress or the Center for Phony Phony Progressives, they want to elevate Beto O'Rourke because frankly, as I said yesterday, it's not a racial thing, but let's keep it real. Beto O'Rourke is Barack Obama 2.0, just different color, little skinnier. He's Obama 2.0. He sounds amazing, the, o the oceans part when he talks, but look at, follow the money, follow the money. He was fine in Texas. I would have preferred him over Ted Cruz. I said as much before that Senate race. But nationally, he, takes, he has taken money from fossil fuel in executives. I reported during the, during the, uh, before the campaign that he did a fundraiser with a mega fossil fuel lobbyist. At that same fundraiser, he had a Wall Street executives there giving him $10,000 a pop. Mitch, glad, glad you're back. You remind me of Emil Zola. Please watch The Life of... Emil Zola, he's a gutsy journalist like you. True story. I shall. Jen, remind me to do that. And by the way, folks, it's a super chat if you're feeling super. And as I always tell you, we're not going to deter you from leaving super chat, but our focus is GoFundMe. So if you decide to make a contribution, we prefer GoFundMe. But if it's easier for you, super chat away. So what's incredible, what's incredible is I literally showed you the screenshots yesterday. I showed you the screenshots yesterday of Neera Tanden basically throwing a hissy fit at like Elizabeth Brunegg, who's a Washington Post columnist, who wrote a column saying, hey, I think Beto run an inspired campaign, but I wouldn't want him for president because his voting record is very pro-Wall Street and very centrist. It wasn't attacking him. It was saying, I think he ran a great campaign in Texas, but I don't think he's good to be for a president. Dare. How dare her do that? How dare her do such a thing? So then, who sent this to me? Was it Jen? I think Jen sent this to me. 
then it's like Christmas early, even though I'm Jewish and it was Hanukkah, and I'm a bad Jew because I didn't even know it was Hanukkah already. Then Andrew Perez, uh, he's a journalist. He, he focuses on money and politics, tweets out this gem. The Center for American Progress donated $200,000 to the American Enterprise Institute last year. I mean, you can't make this shit up. And folks, like I said, I was crashing. I was crashing to get this live stream ready. So I'm going to be doing something on the fly. Excuse me for the black screen. Give me one second. Cap. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Cap two two. Okay, here we go. So I could show you this closer. That is... You see that at the bottom? American Enterprise Institute. You see that? $200,000. And this sheet is money from the Center for American Progress. It's going black one more time because I'm doing this as I'm live. Hold on. This is because I don't have a director. I would love a director. Hold on, farewell, I've come to see you go. Mm -hmm. And right at the top, you can see that's the Center for American Progress. So the Center for American Progress's forms for expenditures, they gave to themselves, the Center for American Progress Action Fund. They gave to Democracy Forward Foundation. They gave to George Univer Georgetown University Law. They gave to the Center for Law and Social Policy. And they gave to the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, another establishment. And then at the bottom, they gave to the American Enterprise Institute. Does anybody, uh, any, any, anybody, anybody uh, in the audience know who funds the American Enterprise Institute? <laughs> Fixing my beard, no. Anybody know who funds the American Enterprise Institute? I'm gonna give you a Couple, couple seconds. Coke Brothers, you are on fire. You are on fire. I wish I could pronounce your name though. Gulame Lescator. Gulame Lascator. Not Jesus, Nathan, the Coke Brothers. Quite the opposite of Jesus, I would say. Why the hell? Why the hell would a supposedly progressive think tank who all the time is tweeting and ranting about how, oh, the evil Bernie bros are trying to destroy the Democratic Party, and these evil Bernie bros, they just won't, they won't go away unless they get their way, and these evil Bernie bros just want to burn down the village, and they, re they elected Trump, and they're going to re-elect Trump. It's French, Jordan. Don't worry. Nobody can say my damn name. Viva la France and Viva la Fed Up, which was the title of my Yellow Vest uh, video. So, I mean, I don't need to tell you that the Center for American Progress isn't really progressive. I don't need to tell you that Neera Tandon is a phony baloney fraud. But, I mean, it's one thing to be that. It's another thing to openly donate to the American Enterprise Institute, who not only are funded by the Koch brothers, they literally, George W. Bush... Dick Cheney, they were basically 
getting the, you know, the, their, leg- their laws and their bills and the wording they used to lead us to Iraq, they were working in sync with think tanks like the American Enterprise Institute to send our armed forces to Iraq for George W. Bush's cowboy adventure that led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. That was the American Enterprise Institute. The American Enterprise Institute is also basically has written deregulation legislation. All the deregulation, (laughs) the Heritage Foundation, AEI, the American Enterprise Institution, they basically write all these laws that deregulate the environmental laws. This is why you have companies like Chemours and DuPont that could basically dump wherever the hell they want because of think tanks like the American Enterprise Institute who fund the government. By the way, these think tanks are a lot, a lot of them happen to be funded by Saudi Arabia. I mean, you can't make this shit up. And Neera Tandon wants to fight on Twitter with actual progressives about who's progressive and who's not. You're fucking funding David and, David and Charles Koch's love toy, the American Enterprise Institute. So we did a little journalism here today. We didn't only, we didn't only uh, write that piece that I uh, wrote and read to you earlier, but Jen reached out to the Center for American Progress very kindly. Jen, what time did you reach out this morning to them? Jen reached out and said, I don't know what she wrote. I didn't see the email, but basically said, uh, Jen, can you tell us what you said? And by the way, we now have, uh, Ty is working on the documentary, but we now, thanks to your GoFundMe contributions, we now have uh, something called Wirecast, so we're going to be able to bring Jen or Ty into the broadcast uh, going forward. But we just need Ty to run it while we're live, which he can't do right now. So... Jen, you reached out to her at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So that would be 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That would be six and a half hours later. Asking a very kind, gentle question. uh, Why would a progressive organization like yourself be donating to the American Enterprise Institute? Oh, here, here it is. Jen wrote, I am a reporter with Status Quo looking for comment explanation as to why CAP, a progressive think tank, would be donating to American Enterprise Institute, an organization that denies climate change, proposes deregulation, and seeks tax cuts for wealthy individuals and corporations. I think she put that very nicely, very professionally, and we're still waiting. We are still waiting, Neera Tandon, for a response. We're not going to get one because they don't give a shit. She's still going to get invited onto CNN and MSNBC, even after she was disgraced by those emails coming out through WikiLeaks. She's she's on MSNBC. She's on Meet the Press on Sundays sometimes. So we reached out because we're journalists and we'd like to know. We'd like to know. So we're waiting. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have Colin make like a countdown clock for every day. We'll just keep reaching out every day until we get an answer. Maybe it was an accident, you know, like Donald Trump says, like, you know, Cohen paying off the porn stars. It wasn't really campaign finance. Maybe it was just like an accounting error or maybe they meant it. Maybe they meant to send it to like a homeless shelter, but it got lost in the mail and went to the crazy climate change denying Iraq war, cheerleading, douchey, evil American Enterprise Institute. 
And yes, Kelly, thank you for the promotion. Share, share, share. Remember your checklist, folks. You got to like this live stream. That should be the first thing you do when you get here. You got to press the like button because YouTube is really, really suppressing us. But one part of its algorithm that's good is the more likes a live stream gets that lifts it in the algorithm for whatever reason to allow more people to see the live stream and allow more people to obviously click in. So the more likes we have, the more people will see the video and watch. And I've already begged you to become a member, so you know that. Follow us at Status Coup, subscribe to our podcast, and rate us five stars if you can, and like us on the evil corporate conglomerate Facebook. I just, you know, you really just, I, since 2016, and even before 2016, and Jimmy Dore, and Lee Camp, and Kyle Kalinske, and fill in the dots, uh, you know, we've been attacked as like Trump supporters. Well, not all of us, but I have. As a Trump supporter and a, you know, basically Republican in progressive clothing and uh, Putin's puppets and agents of the Kremlin and all this stuff. Well, I know one thing. I sure as hell am not donating to the American Enterprise Institute. I sure as hell not only believe climate change exists, but I report on it multiple times a week. I sure as hell don't want tax cuts for wealthy people. I want tax increases on wealthy people. Keith says, who is CAP? Who is their board of directors? That must be all be public information if they are a nonprofit. Dig on each of them. Oh, Keith, Jen is so, so far ahead of you. Let, let me explain something to you about Jen. She's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, but if, if Jen, if, if it gets in Jen's mind that there's corruption somewhere, she'll find it. This woman knows how to research. She knows where the bodies are buried. She knows where the bodies are buried. And she'll find it. So that Jen is going to be looking into the Center for American Progress. The Center for American Progress. Because I want to know, who else have they been donating to? I am a Russian and Polish Jew. L'chaim. I would like to know, who are, who are they donating to? Who are they taking money from? And how is Neera Tandon in particular What's her salary? Who is she meeting with? What other think tanks are they doing partnerships with? Any donations to Republicans? Oh, we're going to dig, baby. We're going to dig. Because, you know what? For example, I don't like Sean Hannity, but I respect Sean Hannity. You want to know why? Because it's truth in advertising. He doesn't pretend to be anything other than a Republican press release on television. He doesn't pretend. He's a Republican press release. I think he's awful. I think he's a propagandist. But at least I know what I'm getting if I ever dare turn him on. I respect people. Thank you, Yarira. Two dollars. Back from France. Saw YJ, no violence, but unity. Fantastic. We want no, we want no violence, but unity. But I respect those in media whether they're propagandists or not, who are not pretending to be something they are not. Sean Hannity doesn't pretend to be a journalist. He, doesn't, he just 
spews Republican bullshit extremists sucking Trump's dick off talking points. Just keeping it real. But Neera Tandon and the Center for American Progress are sitting here passing judgment on actual progressives and gaslighting actual progressives while they're literally in bed with Saudi Arabia and apparently Charles and David Koch. Ooh, that image. Neera Tandon and Charles and David Koch in bed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not sexist, but that's not a good image. I'm going to get in trouble. I can feel it. That's right, Mike guess He's right out in the open about being scum. Like Bill O'Reilly, I didn't respect because he pretended to be out for the everyman. He, he pretended to be out, I'm for the everyman, I'm for the folks. I mean, Bill O'Reilly was a Republican douchebag who apparently assaulted and harassed many, many women. And he deserved to be fired way earlier than he was. So, you know, I don't, I, dear Tandon, you know what? If you are a Republican, just come out and say you're a Republican. I'd respect that a lot more. If you believe that fracking is good for the country, then come out and be pro-fracking. If you believe that deregulation is great, then come out and say it. And we will have a policy debate. But how dare you, Neera Tandon and the Center for American Phony Progress, go after and gaslight the progressive movement for two and a half years now, foaming at the mouth over the Russian boogeyman, when you're literally funding the very people, Charles and David Koch. Charles and David Koch, I would argue, have done way more damage to this country than Donald Trump ever has. Charles and David Koch are the reason we have the environmental contamination we have in this country. Charles and David Koch are the reason, one of the top reasons, we have deregulation at the level we have it. Angie says, give me a fucking vest. I'm spent. You're, you're spent. How do you think I feel? And remember, folks, it's a super chat. If you're feeling super, let us know. We are a business. We're trying to grow. I see there's no Go- GoFundMe contributions yet. I mean, I, I'm not taking off my shirt here, but i not beyond begging. There's a link. So we're going we're gonna to dig into Miss Tandon, and we're going to keep following up to get answers because they haven't responded to us. They have not responded to us. Would you like us to dig in? Let us know in the live chat. When I say we, it's going to be Jen, because I'm working on other things right now. Would you like us to dig into the Center for American Progress? Would you like to, us to leave her and, and them something in their uh, Christmas stockings? Angie, either give me a vest or I'm going to start taking drugs. I don't know which one's better. My guest says yes. Okay. Your wish is my command, Mike. And lastly, lastly, tonight, Kelly says, I gave GoFundMe this. I did see that, Kelly. Thank you for the $10 this afternoon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kelly. Um, what was the next? Oh, 
So, as you know, as you know, uh, there was a lawsuit filed between uh, uh, two Florida attorneys. I believe they filed it, I think, last year? Um, Jared Beck and his wife, Elizabeth. They don't like me. I don't know why. They think I didn't cover it enough when I was at the Young Turks. I mean, I don't know how much more I could do. I was at Standing Rock and all over the country. I, can't, I couldn't cover 25,000 things at once. But anyway, um, so they filed a lawsuit against the Democratic National Committee citing fraud because the DNC rigged the 2016 primary on behalf of Hillary Clinton, and they basically defrauded donors that had donated money. Um, a judge tossed it out, so they appealed. And apparently uh, there was a follow-up on that uh, today in a court. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Status quo. Uh, Jen says, they attacked me on Twitter viciously. I don't have nice things to say. Listen, story's not about them. It's about the lawsuit. So that's why I'm covering it. Uh, I don't really, I, don't, I didn't think they were fair to me uh, when I was at the Young Turks, but I'm still going to cover the story because I think it's important. So Bernie Sanders backers battle the DNC in the 11th Circuit. Again, this is the appeal. Uh, the original suit that they filed was thrown out. A group of Bernie Sanders supporters faced off against the DNC before an 11th Circuit panel Tuesday, fighting to resurrect their claims that the committee shafted them by favoring Hillary Clinton over Sanders in the 2016 presidential primary. The Sanders supporters urged the Atlanta-based Federal Appeals Court, which held hearings in Miami Tuesday, to revive a lawsuit in which they accused the DNC of shrugging off Sanders as a presidential candidate and diverting resources to help Clinton win the party's nomination for president. That's kind of a G, not exactly what the lawsuit's about. So this is courthouse news. So they didn't, their lawsuit's not because like the DNC shrug off Bernie Sanders and diverted resources to help Clinton. The lawsuit is because the DNC literally stomped the living hell out of Bernie Sanders while they were supposed to be a neutral arbiter, a neutral committee, and they didn't divert resources to help, just divert resources to help Hillary Clinton. They were a de facto arm of the Hillary Clinton campaign and literally had a joint fundraising agreement with the Hillary Clinton campaign that Politico, Politico, the... the, the the leader of the establishment, Politico, literally talk, called money laundering. So uh, this story kind of understates what it was about. Dismissed last year in the Southern District of Florida, the lawsuit attempted to demonstrate the alleged Clinton favoritism by citing internal DNC emails, which had been stolen by hackers and released on WikiLeaks. U.S. intelligence agencies have since linked the hack back to Russian agents involved in an election meddling operation. You know what I think about that, so I'm not going to bother getting into it. One of the hack documents that the Sanders supporters used as evidence in their lawsuit was a 2016 DNC memo that discusses a strategy to protect Clinton's public image while making no mention of any other candidate, according to the lawsuit. The DNC memo strongly indicates that the DNC's entire approach to the primary process was guided by the singular goal of elevating Clinton to the general election contest, the complaint states. On appeal Tuesday in the 11th Circuit, the plaintiff's attorney, Jared Beck, argued the DNC is trying to sidestep liability by portraying itself as an abstract entity without a duty to its donors. Beck reasserted one of the case's central premises that political donors relied upon the DNC's supposed commitment to neutrality when making their donations. I think that's their core 
argument in the lawsuit that political donor donators that donated uh, to the DNC, to Sanders, relied on and made their donations thinking that this was a fair fight, that the DNC was really not a factor at all. They just set the debate schedule and sent out fundraising emails, and that was it. That's what people think, or they don't think. They don't even think about the DNC, because why would you think about the DNC or the RNC when donating to a candidate? You don't expect the DNC or the RNC in in the background to be working on behalf of a candidate during the primary process. You would expect them to work on behalf of a candidate after the primary process when a, an a, when a general election candidate has fairly won the primary. Keyword, fairly. The, the lawsuit seeks class certification on behalf of Sanders campaign donors, DNC donors, and Democratic Party members in general. Counts for fraud, breach of fiduciary duty, negligence, and violations of Washington, D.C., deceptive trade code are among the causes of action. During oral arguments, U.S. Circuit Court, U.S. Circuit Judge Alberto Jordan, at, oh, excuse me, Adalberto Jordan, seemed skeptical that certain counts in the lawsuit could proceed with respect to the Sanders donors' alleged damages. The judge said it would be a stretch to show causation between those damages and the actions of the DNC, given that the DNC is an entity separate from the organization that accepted the donations, the Sanders campaign. Judge Jordan further expressed reservations about the Sanders backers asking the court to hold that a political party has a fiduciary duty to its donors. Quote, you don't have any precedent in relevant jurisdictions that goes anywhere close to what you're asking us to do, Jordan told Beck. Beck, in turn, argued that in a rapidly changing post-Citizens United political landscape where money reigns more than ever, courts nationwide need to rethink the relationship between political parties and their members. He maintained that his clients had standing to bring a federal court action, not only because they sustained financial losses, but because the stature and value of the Democratic Party, of which many of them are members, was diminished. It was an argument analogous to a securities law case in which a shareholder sues over diminishment in a company value due to a wrongful act by board members. Beck said the revelation of the alleged Clinton coddling significantly reduced the viability of the Democratic Party. DNC attorneys Bruce Spiva countered that the litigation is attempted to, quote, drag the federal court into an internal party dispute. He called the case a church fight, <laughs> repeat, replete with boilerplate damage claims. And by the way, this Bruce Spiva is the same DNC attorney who basically said, legally, if we want to go in the back room, smoke some cigars and rig it for whichever candidate we want, we could do that. That's Bruce Spiva. That's what he said last year during the initial uh, hearing. His line of argument harkened back to the district court dismissal order last year, which tossed the case based on lack of subject matter jurisdiction. In that August 2017 dismissal order, senior district judge William Zlauch appeared reluctant to grant relief on matters concerning the internal workings of the Democratic Party. Quote, Grave questions regarding the DNC's right of association would undoubtedly arise if this court were to enjoin the DNC to a particular manner of governance, the ruling states. And those same concerns would arise with respect to any award of damages, which would impose liability for the DNC's alleged decision to associate with a particular standard bearer in a matter otherwise prohibited by law. So I'm not going to read the rest. I'll put it right here uh, so you can read it. Thank you, Dominic, 
five bucks in the super chat. Thank you, Patrick. Just donated thirty-one dollars to our GoFundMe, bringing us to twenty-six thousand five hundred dollars. Can I get an amen? Now we're five hundred dollars away from twenty-seven thousand dollars. Thank you, Patrick. Can't thank you enough. It's been a little slow. I'm keeping it real in the GoFundMe. So really hope uh, for those of you who uh, have a little extra budget for the Christmas season, the Hanukkah season, uh, whatever you're celebrating, if maybe you're not celebrating anything, uh, can support independent journalism. Our GoFundMe is exclusively for in-the-field reporting uh, resources so we can get back in the field, stay in the field longer, as well as we need to boot, uh, we need to spend a little bit more money uh, that we don't have right now on advertising and marketing. Because of the YouTube suppression, because of the social media suppression, we got to spend more to get our name out there and to get our content out there. Thank you, Patrick, and thank you to Dominic. So here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think that the DNC fraud lawsuit, um, to me, I, I, you know, I can't get into the attorney's minds that filed it, uh, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't want to pretend that I'm like an expert on the law, but I think it was a good thing that it was filed because I think that what the DNC did in 2016, they're going to try to do again in 2020 if it's Bernie, They'll probably try to do it if it's Elizabeth Warren. I guarantee you they would do it if it, would, if it was somebody like Richard Ojeda. I mean, they would do it. They, 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 don't, they, they don't answer to anyone. And it, unless, you know, to me, the lawyers are almost serving, in this case, the lawyers are almost serving like journalists. They are sounding the alarm on a rigged process and, frankly, a money laundering process. That joint fundraising agreement between the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign was a money laundering scheme. It allowed the Hillary Clinton campaign to funnel money that was earmarked and supposed to go to state Democratic parties and supposed to go to the DNC. That money that was supposed to go to those entities ended up coming back to the Hillary Clinton campaign. So whether whether they thought they were going to win or not, as I always tell you, I think lawsuits to try and stop pipelines are always a, a Hail Mary because have you ever heard of a federal judge that stopped a pipeline, especially after the pipeline has been built? You ever hear of a federal judge that demanded, made the oil company dig up, the, dig the pipe out of the ground? It's always a Hail Mary because we don't live in the United States of America. We live in the United Corporations of America. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing to file certain lawsuits. It gets things into the public sphere. It wakes more people up that might not have tuned in to the rigged process that happened. It puts the DNC on further notice that there's a hell of a lot more eyes on you for 2019 and 20, 2019 and 20, when this rigging would go on, you're gonna be uh, under a hell of a, lot of, hell of a lot more watch, not only by political activists, but lawyers. So that's the bottom line. I think it's a good thing. I don't think they're going to, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think they're going to win their appeal because I, federal judges, but basically either judges are directly or indirectly bought off by the government too. There is a huge amount of deference that federal judges provide and give to federal governments. And also the DNC is actually, surprisingly, it's a private company. It's not a government entity. It's a private company. So, frankly, whether it's right or wrong, 
in the judge's view, they could do whatever the hell they want. But I do think, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm just being honest. I can't, I, I can't speak to the law uh, of whether the attorneys have a, a sound argument. I interviewed them when I, when I was at the Young Turks. Frankly, they attacked me <laughs> later on because they didn't think I was covering it enough. Uh, you know, whatever. But what I do think is they should keep going and they should keep trying to publicize this. And if there's developments, I'll try to cover it as best I can. Um, because I think the DNC should be on notice that you cannot continue to rig these primaries. And we say rig these primaries, it's not always like rigging the voting machines. When you literally work as a public relations arm and you are planting stories in the media, you're planting stories in the media to go after a specific candidate during the primaries, which they did against Bernie Sanders. That's not neutral. And that is consumer fraud. If you're a private company and you're telling your consumers and your donors that you're a neutral body and you are then basically working as an arm as a public relations hitman for Hillary Clinton or let's say it's Joe Biden coming up. I mean, Hillary Clinton's campaign invented the Bernie bro myth. The DNC helped them get it out. We, fought, we saw that in the WikiLeaks emails. So all these people that say, oh, WikiLeaks, they hacked the, you know, not well, whoever hacked the emails or stole the emails or leaked the emails. And, you know, these were stolen emails and a national security theft. It was all true emails that showed they were basically Hillary Clinton's campaign was coordinating with the DNC. Hillary Clinton's campaign was coordinating with the sit sitting president of the United States, Barack Obama. Mr. Black, don't worry about it. Everybody's got a problem. I, I always got that at the Young Turks, by the way. So everyone thought I didn't cover X, Y, Z enough. And I said, would you like me to be an octopus? I can't cover 25 things at once. It's not possible. I can't do it now. We would like to grow. Status quo would like to grow. That's why we wanna, I want to hire more people because I don't – status quo's success is not going to be based on me. It's going to be based on how many great reporters can we hire and cultivate and create. So we have badass, aggressive reporters all over the place so we could cover as many things as humanly possible. But again, we're only human. We're not, we're not superhuman. Angie Gracie, I have TYT on mute. I won't comment on that, Angie, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I try not to talk about TYT. It's in the past. I move, I move forward. But if you got $10, between us and them, I will say, I think this is a better bet, personally. I think you get more for your money from status quo, just keeping it real. So bottom line, I think it's a good thing that they appealed. I think it's a good thing that they're keeping this out there. And I think they should honestly put them on guard that we and other lawyers and other legal observers are going to be watching your activities after uh, in twenty. 18 and 2019 and for 2020. They are not a government entity, so I don't think you could put in freedom of information requests to get their emails, but you can ask for emails in legal discovery if you decide to sue again, if there's reason to sue. Thank you, Kelly, for the nice comment. Angie, I will definitely donate to you when I can and not TYT. Thank you for donating to us. Not telling anybody not to donate to other people. You're free to donate to whoever you want, but we hope Actions speak louder than words, and we hope you like our reporting. Jordan talks to people in this live chat. Who the fuck does that? Gotta love it. I the fuck do that, baby. 
And if you don't notice, I try to do it as much as humanly possible, but I do go through the comments in the video, under the videos too. Uh, Jen thinks I do it just for my own narcissism. That's not why I do it. I go through the comments and I try to respond to viewers because I believe in having a two-way conversation with viewers. I also want to see what viewer comments on are because I want to see what topics do they like, what topics do they not like. Sometimes viewers will point out that I said something wrong. I want to know if I said something wrong factually or stupidly or whatever. So I try to answer as many people as possible. I mean, as the audience gets bigger and as the comments get more and as more workload comes, I can't always promise that I'm, gonna, I'm not going to answer everyone, but I try to. I don't make stuff up to get your goat. Your fake news. Love you too. So that's the deal. That's the deal. I'll be live again tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be live this Sunday, Super Chat Sunday, noon Eastern. We'll have stuff from Jen. We'll hopefully have stuff from Ty if he ever calls me back. I have a great interview lined up. I just recorded it the other day with an environmental attorney. Wait till you hear this story going on in Virginia. As a reminder, as a reminder, you do have a checklist. If you haven't liked this video stream, what in God's blue earth are you doing? Press the like button. I want, to be, I want you to become a member of Status Coup. We need not just your financial support, but we need to grow our numbers of membership because frankly, we are reaching out to try and get larger funding. And when you're trying to get larger funding, you gotta have some numbers to back it up. So the more paid membership we have, the more we could go for larger funding, for partnerships, for all that stuff, to say, hey, we have, we have a viewer base. And let me add something. Let me add something. I know this is going to sound crazy in this digital age, and maybe I'm a little crazy. I truly, truly believe, I truly, truly believe in the power of word of mouth. I truly, truly believe when you hang out with your friends, when you hang out with your family, if you go to a community meeting, if you go to yoga class, whatever the hell you do, whether it's in America, whether it's in France, we have people watching in France, you could be an agent of status quo. Oh, I shouldn't say agent because, you know, they, they say I'm a, a Kremlin agent already. You can be a part of the status quo. What are we calling it, Jen? Are we calling it the status quo army, the status quo battalion? Anyway, you could be an agent of status quo. Because we're not going to grow just by um, people, yes, we're going to grow if everybody presses the like button, if everybody shares the videos. But we're also going to grow if you tell people that you think are progressive. And frankly, you don't even need to be progressive. Most people care if their water is contaminated or not. Even Republicans care about that. Most people care if their neighbors are being executed by the police for no fucking reason. You don't have to be uh, progressive for that. More and more people are waking up and care about climate change. 70% of the country want Medicare for all. 52% of Republicans. These are all things I report on every week. And this is not to say I'm so great, but do you know many actual journalists on YouTube that pick up the phone and call activists and residents to find out what's going on? Do you know many journalists?
that if when they get funding actually go and, and go out in the field? I don't. So if you want the media, if you want to support clickbait, nonsense, drivel, bullshit, that's fine. I like clickbait from time to time. I, I, I like mind-numbing videos. I like a good f food fight on YouTube between people. But that's not going to clean our water, folks. And that's not going to save our planet. And that's not going to put any corrupt corporate CEOs or corrupt politicians in jail. It's just not. When was the last time Maddow was in the field? When she got a hot tip that Putin was there at the post office. So, for this Christmas season, folks, remember, $100 gets you a status quo hat or shirt. $200 gets you that status quo swag bag. 250 gets you that status quo backpack. 127 gets you the hat and the shirt. And we have, we do, we are waiting on some more merchandise. So for those of you who donated a little while ago, it's not, we're not slacking, but we're waiting for more of the merchandise so we could send it in bulk rather than Jen having to go to the post office every single day. So you're going to get your stuff. Don't worry. So I hope you contribute. And most importantly, obviously, the name of the game right now, we got to raise money. I mean, that's, that's the truth. we got to raise money. But I want everybody to feel part of this. I want you, as part of your day, 5 o'clock Eastern time. 5 o'clock Eastern time, I'm going live. For that to be something you're ready and excited for. I want, I want as part of your weekend, I don't expect you to watch me every Sunday for my marathon live stream. But I want you, as part of your weekend, oh, I'm going to check in on that live stream and I'm going to share it. Not because of me, but because you want to support real journalism. Because let me tell you something. Why powerful people and why corporations continue to get away with murder is because they don't actually have anyone challenging them. Not challenging them for real. So that's the deal. Thank you for watching. Go to statuscoup.com, read that story, share that story, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, send out smoke signals, whatever the hell you got to do. You could email us story ideas at emailjordan at protonmail.com. For those of you in French, French, for those of you in France, feel free to email jordan at protonmail.com if there's updates going on or you feel the media in France is not reporting on stuff going on accurately. If I had the money, I would definitely go to France right now because I would love to cover the Yellow Vest movement because I think it's not so much different than the populist progressive movement going on here in the U.S. of A. Thank you for watching, and remember, most people are not lacking compassion in this country. Most people have no fucking clue what the hell is going on. Peace out.